Hello, it is your money. My name is Susie Jones, getting you through the next hour along with Peg Webb. And if you have any questions right now, financial questions, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the number is one 888 Six advice. You can also email any question you might have financial to your money at wealthenhancement.com. But for the next 50 minutes, you can call or text our studio line here at 651 461 9226. Again, that's 651 461 9226. Now, here is the Wealth Enhancement Group Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor, Peg Webb. Hello, Peg. Good morning. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for coming on again. I guess we're flying solo today, huh? We are. Bruce is taking a well-deserved day off, and I wanted to start the show by saying Happy Mother's Day. Yes, Happy Mother's Day. We wouldn't be here without him. I know. (laughs) And what I'd like to do is actually just start the show with a couple quotes that I'm sure that people have heard all over the world uh, regarding Mother's Day. So here's the first quote. Motherhood is the biggest gamble in the world. It is a glorious life force. It's huge and it's scary. It's an act of infinite optimism. Uh, I'm not going to have you guess who said that, but that was Gilda Radner, who we all know well, right? right. The second one is all that I am or ever hope to be I owe to my angel mother, Abraham Lincoln. I actually have goosebumps with that. That's just so long ago. Yeah. And then here's the personal quote. This is a quote I got this this morning from my daughter, Nicole, who you know is on the show. She works at Wealth Enhancement Group. Um, She said, I always thought that you were a rock star, all around champion. Now I see you with Nash, my new granddaughter, and it's amazing. That's a real live quote from this morning. So, you might, yeah, so you might hear it in my voice. It's yeah. very uplifting. You know, being a mother is, is just so gratifying. So to all the mothers out there, have a glorious day. Let everybody spoil you. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, how about you, Susie? Well, I'm working here, and you are too. But I'll work a little yeah. bit. I got a beautiful text from my son this morning at seven twenty-five saying, "Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. Thank you for borning me and supporting me <laughs> through everything in my life so far." So you know, it, it's yeah. such a great day because I do feel like we. We stop and think a minute about our moms. You know what I mean? And my mom is alive. She's She'd kill me if I said her age, but, you know, I'm very proud of her. And I think she taught me so much about independence and courage and, you know what I mean, and being self-sustaining. And she was such a, a trailblazer. And, she, you know, when she was young, she just did things, you know, that – were very, very non-traditional. Like she went to Europe by herself on a ship when she was 23. And I'm like, wow. You know, that was in the 40s, you know. So anyway, I think. And 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 it's, I mean, we could just sit here and tell so many stories about the women who have just had that confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, early on in their life. And what what a group of of leaders, you know, to, to follow. So 
Happy Mother's well, Day. Well, today's Happy Mother's Day. So today, uh, Susie, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing the Ask Peg Anything. So what I mean by that is, you know, Susie, you already mentioned the phone lines and the text numbers, but um, I'd love you to do that again because we actually don't have a topic today. Oh, I have. I've had some questions that I got through the week to start us off. Okay. But if you could just mention the, the, the way to contact us again is you can ask me anything. Now, most people who listen to the show frequently know we get lots of questions. Mm-hmm. Bruce reads the question, then he hands it off to me first, right? And yes. so I'm accustomed to getting all sorts of questions. Uh, and then uh, Bruce usually chimes in then and adds a little bit extra, which I love because that's the team approach. Mm-hmm. But go ahead and mention the uh, numbers again. The number to call is 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. If you have a financial question for Peg Webb of Wealth Enhancement, you can use that same line and text a question at six five one four six one nine two two six. I want to ask you on behalf of a texter two minutes ago, Peg, how long do you have to file an extension? I assume tax extension. Yes, yes, that's a great question. One of the things that the IRS has done for a very long time is um, they recognize that you may not have all the documents necessary by April 15th, which is the cutoff for filing your taxes. So they came up with this an extension. And what it is, basically, it's six months past the date that your um, regular return would be Uh, would be mandated to be filed. So in this case, because it was April 18th in 2022, you have until October 18th uh, to file that extension. Now, what some people don't know is that if indeed you owe money, you actually have to pay that money by April 18th of 2022. So a lot of clients will say, well, how how do I know how much I, I owe? If I don't have all my documents, well, you literally have to do an estimate of what you think you might owe uh, and then send it into the government. Now, if you happen to overestimate, then the government will pay you back. But what's interesting is if you are to get a refund, you are not going to get that until you file your return. All right. Well, I appreciate that. That was right out of the gates from a texture at 651-461. 9226. We also have a caller this morning, Peg, right out of the gates. Let's take this call from Tracy. Tracy, go ahead. You are on the air with Peg Webb. Hi there. Yes. um, Hope you're having a great Mother's Day. I have a question about Social Security. Um, My husband was planning to retire at 62 and a half March 1st, but he hurt himself in January. And we were kind of needing... He he applied for Social Security, which he got. Can he apply for Social Security disability at some point? Um, Because it would be like $500 more a month than what he's getting. Um, Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, So the question is, um, so your husband is actually, he has actually claimed Social Security already. And then he got injured. 
to hear about that. And now he wants to actually know if he can go file for Social Security disability. And the answer is yes. So it isn't that if you're on Social Security that you can't apply for disability. Um, It's it's a little tough to get disability Social Security uh, from that administration. So a lot of times what our clients will do is hire an attorney um, to help them go through that process and raise their probability of success in getting it. So I don't know your husband's circumstances, and I'm sorry to hear that he had an injury, but that might be an idea. Um, you may want to just, uh, you know, do it yourself. But what I find with a lot of my clients is they don't get anywhere, and so then they hire an attorney. Sure. Six five one four six one nine two two six. If you have a question for Peg Webb, Wealth Enhancement, this entire hour. Peg, this texter writes, what can be done with unneeded E-bonds and Coverdale funds? Okay, so E-bonds. Let's just describe what E-bonds are. Well, E-bonds are savings bonds that are issued from the government. And so many people have them because in the past, They actually used to have uh, an automatic deduction from your payroll to buy these bonds, just as an added incentive to save. And at that time, they were actually physical bonds, like paper. Today, they're not paper anymore. They are um, electronic. But the basis of of an e-bond was that you would buy it and it was worth, let's say, $100. And you would pay $50 for this e-bond, and then you would get interest so that it got to the 100% in a, in a certain number of years. Well, what's happening is, is the maturities are uh, coming up now for these bonds. And basically, once it matures, it has a zero interest rate. But the negative is, remember me talking about this 50%, mm-hmm. that is all deferred income. So if you cash it in today, 50% of the value of that is going to go on your income taxes as ordinary income. Hmm. So there's millions and millions of these bonds out there. And I get this question every week, what should I do with them? Because they're earning zero. Hmm. Well, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal because everything was earning zero. (laughs) I mean, the money in the bank was earning zero. So I wasn't as aggressive trying to get my clients out of these e-bonds. But we work year to year to see if it's a lower tax year. Let's go back to 2020 when uh, the IRS didn't require a required minimum distribution for the 70 and a half and older people. Well, that was a year that I was able to take advantage of selling out of those e-bonds at a lower tax rate for those clients. So there might be years that you can optimize paying lower tax to get out of them. All right. And the cover. Oh, go ahead. Then she had one more question. Oh, about sure. Coverdale. Coverdale bond. Coverdale. What yeah. are, what's a Coverdale fund? So a Coverdale fund is a entity that you can um, put $2,000 a year in for uh, a minor child. And it, it, it usually is utilized for college savings. 
and you can open up a brokerage account and you can buy whatever you want to buy within that Coverdale. Um, that Coverdale uh, technically would go to the child, you know, when they turn of age. You could do that. You could just gift it to the person that you named on the Coverdale. If you cash it in, then, you know, you'll have to pay taxes and then you'll probably have to file a tax return. Eh, you might, depending on the size of the Coverdale amount. Um, I like the gifting idea, though. If you're not going to use it for college, you know, gift it to the child and um, and it would be a good start for their financial future. All right. We are taking your calls at 651-461-9226, or you can also use that same number to text at 651-461-9226. We have another text question. If I have a Roth set up through my financial advisor and add the maximum of 7000 to it yearly, can I also open a Roth 403B through my employer? Um, Yes. So a Roth is an account where you take after-tax money and it grows tax-free provided that you follow the rules. And the rules are that you leave it in for five years or 59 and a half, whichever is later. Now, this is a, I, I love this question because there's really two types of Roth. One that is a contributory Roth that you do based on your income tax. And what I mean by that is the IRS has named um, a maximum amount that you can earn to be able to do a contributory Roth. So let me give you an example of how much. For a couple, married couple filing jointly, you can go all the way up to $200,000 and contribute the $7,000 to a Roth. Well, then you also have an option through your 403B or 401K. I have a 401K at my work. And there's actually no income limit to me choosing to do a Roth at my work. So the answer is yes, you can actually do your own contributory Roth and you can contribute through your work. um, And you could take 100% of your eligibility to save through your work and put it into a Roth. Now, I highly recommend that people diversify and do um, some tax-free growth. Now, the pain of that is you have to pay the tax today for that future tax-free benefit. So some clients say, I don't want to pay that. I'm in the highest tax bracket right now. I'd rather defer that money. Well, I still encourage people to do a mix because I'm seeing today uh, more so than ever is when people want to retire, they've deferred everything Mm. and they have this huge IOU to the IRS. Mm. And guess what? Uncle Sam is in control of you, (laughs) you know, trying to create your uh, retirement income. So I have people that have thanked me a decade later for encouraging them to do these Roths earlier on. 651-461-9226. You are listening to Your Money. Peg Webb is taking your calls throughout the hour. It is Ask Peg Anything Day. 
on this Mother's Day, and we have a call. Uh, Tim is calling next with a question for you, Peg. Tim, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, and uh, thanks, Susie and Peg, for taking my call. I have a question. I have a friend who's uh, using a financial advisor. The financial advisor charges $500 annually and then a 1% on the uh, amount that uh, he invests on behalf or manages on behalf of a client. He also drives a very, very nice car. He's in his mid-30s. Should I be uh, uh, encouraging my friend to seek additional advice, or is it good that a a guy in his mid-30s drives a really nice Mercedes to work every day when he's a financial advisor? Well, I can go all sorts of ways on this. Um, number one is um, we. I want to I want to address the Mercedes first. Okay. We, seriously, because okay. I, I think we we believe that driving a Mercedes means that the person is doing really well or can afford that Mercedes. There's a lot of people out there that are driving in the Mercedes to um, get that viewpoint that this caller is is talking about, right? Uh-huh, I'm successful. Yep. You know, it's kind of like play the part before you are the part. Um, it's a it's a form of confidence, or it could be a form of overconfidence. You know, so. Please don't judge. This is just my advice. Please don't judge people um, by their cover. You know, you got to get to know them uh, more. Mm-hmm. The part that I love, though, is here's a 30-something that believes in getting help. And hiring a financial advisor in your 30s, that's sensational. Mm-hmm. That just means that this person has already admitted to themselves, I'm really good at this, but I'm not great at that. And I'm going to hire people that are going to surround me for where my weaknesses are. And, and so hiring somebody and and charging, like he's paying $500 and then he's paying 1% per year. You know, the first question I would ask is what am I getting for that payment? You know, is that of value to me? And that payment can be for all sorts of things. It can be for, you know, developing a financial plan. It can be for um, saving, you know, saving, saving yourself with the volatility of the market. So right now we've got stocks and bonds that are down equally. If you ever needed maybe a right-hand person that you trust their opinion now is the time that people are contacting me and, and our team to say, are we still well set mm. even to go through this downturn, to have somebody that is experienced and confident and has, has you know, uh, worked with so many people's lives? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of coaching that usually uh, people come to us for. Then uh, money management. So if you feel like I can't pick these things, I'm not tracking the market, you know, uh, setting up a well-diversified portfolio and going and allowing yourself to go do what you do best. So, you know, 
focus more on your job and your career and your family because once again you have made the decision to hire someone to do things that you don't feel like you're that great at. All right, Peg, we have about one minute till we take our bottom of the hour break. It is Mother's Day, and we are thanking all the mothers out there for all they do, and we're inviting you to be part of the program and call us at 651-461-9226 if you have a financial question for Peg Webb, Financial Advisor at Wealth Enhancement. We could probably squeeze this one in. Does Wealth Enhancement provide executor services for an estate? Thanks. That's Lynn from St. Paul. Yes. So Wealth Enhancement Group is known for our roundtable of specialists, which include, you know, legal people that can give advice. Now, we don't necessarily create the documents, but our clients and prospective clients come to us to uh, make recommendations of what we think they need. And then we also have referrals for estate planning uh, attorney, Susie, to write those documents. Okay, very good. And we will have much more time on the other side of this break. But if you are listening and you have a question, a financial question for Peg Webb, you can certainly call 651-461-9226. And you can actually ask the question right on the air or you can text us. We have a couple more text questions for you here on Your Money with Peg Webb. It is your money. And if you have a financial question for Peg or any of the folks at Wealth Enhancement, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number, one eight 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 six advice And if you have a question at any time for Wealth Enhancement, you can te- you can email your money at wealthenhancement.com. And this hour we have dedicated to Peg Webb on this Mother's Day. Peg Webb is a financial a vice president financial advisor with Wealth Enhancement, and we are taking your texts and your calls right now for the next little bit at 651-461-9226. Peg, I have a question. I'm going to sneak in on my own, if that's all right with you. Sure. We saw the stock market drop 1,000 points the other day. Right? We did. We did. So when that happens, I have a stock that I want to buy just because I saw my sister make so much money off it. And I'll probably never make as much as she made off it. But I feel like if I buy at least one stock, then maybe it'll split and I'll eventually make some money. Is this that time? Do you ever, I mean, would you... Dis, would you dissuade me? Would you tell you say, no, 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 Susie, don't spend $500 on one stock just on the hope that it'll split 10 times and you'll make money? Or would you say, you know, if you have 500 bucks right now and you want to buy one stock, go ahead. Yeah, the, well, there's a couple things there. Uh, yes, the stock market is going through some um, trial and tribulation here because, you know, we're in a circumstance right now where inflation is very high. Uh, we also, you know, have a bond market that's down equally as stocks. Um, for, for well, the, the bond market is actually very interesting to me because I'm kind of of the bond world, and I've enjoyed four decades of a good bond market, you know, and I'm kind of watching the Fed, and the Fed uh, actions have a lot to do with the stock market too. 
because if all of a sudden, you know, interest rates are going up, then corporations have higher debts to pay. Uh, they borrow a lot of money and that um, payments, you know, to pay off that borrowed money goes right to their bottom line as a negative, right? We're used to dividends and growth and all of that. So it's a, it's a real tick, trickle event. That's a long um, kind of prelude to answering your question. But uh, a lot of peep clients are asking me right now, should I add more money in? Well, I'm a comprehensive planner. So the first thing I do is look at the client's asset allocation. Like if you're supposed to be 50% in the stock market and 50% in the bond market, the likelihood you're in the right allocation because both are equally down. And so then I, I tell them based on your allocation and, you know, your values and the income that we want to produce in the future. No, it's not warranting any purchases right now of stock. Hmm. I also believe it's going to be continue to be a little rocky here. Um, one of the things uh, to answer your question, Susie, one of the things that I'm focusing on is uh, Roth conversions. So if the market is down and continues to go down, I would encourage people to look at their taxable IRAs and see if this is the time to convert those to Roth. One of the reasons that I get so excited when the stock market is down is that we can take your IRA that's taxable and we can move it to your Roth IRA. Think about this. When the market's down, you're moving those shares at a lower value. And I believe wholeheartedly that the stock market will go back up. Wouldn't you want the stock market to go back up in a tax-free account versus a taxable? So that's a good strategy. And the, um, the tax rates are lower today. They're sunsetting, as far as we know, if there isn't any more changes, January 1st of 2026. They are going higher for all of us. Mm. And so it's a good sweet spot, too, uh, time-wise. Now, let me get to your question about the stock. I'm not a big fan of individual stocks unless you have what's called a play account. A play account is where all my clients like to dabble and buy a few shares of this and buy a few shares of that. I don't do that for them. They have what's called this play account. And I think it's fun, you know, to pick a stock and kind of watch it. And But your your odds buying just one, you know, is higher uh, that you might lose than buying a couple. Or I always say there's so many great companies, you know, you don't need to just pick one mm. uh, for diversification. And in today's world, I feel stronger than that, than that, uh, my opinion on that than ever, because we don't know what the inner workings of these companies are. And we've had enough of our ultimate surprises with companies that have shocked us, you know, um, in the past. So I'm all about diversification. So did that answer your question? Yes. It did. Thank you, Peg. 651-461-9226. If you have a question, you can text it to Peg. You can also use that same number if you feel like jumping on and asking it live. This texter writes, can you give the positive and negatives of I-bonds in the present environment? Thank you. 
I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these I-bond. And we've had a couple of I-bond questions, so this is good because you can kind of explain. Well, we it's been every week, and by the way, it's been pretty much every week um, my direct line at work as well. What is an I-bond, so, and should we be buying them? Yes, so an I-bond is issued by the Treasury Department. <clears throat> and the reason we don't talk about it a lot on our show is um, as far as individuals go and you want to buy an I-bond, uh, you have to go to treasurydirect.gov. You have to go directly onto their website. And the minimum of buying an I-bond, uh, the maximum that you can buy, not the minimum, is 10000 a piece. And so what is an I-bond? Well, an I-bond is actually technically a 30-year bond. And what the Treasury does is every six months, they uh, measure what interest rate you get based on inflation. So these bonds haven't been popular for decades because inflation's just really been flat. And now all of a sudden, inflation is headline news. And so what truly prompted people to ask all these questions is the first six months based on the um, inflation rate on January 1st of 2022, these bonds are a little bit north of 7% for the first six months of this year. Now, on July 1st, they'll come out with a, a quote as to how was the inflation, you know, the past six months. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other things um, liquidity-wise where um, you can you could liquidate it in five years, or you can liquidate it at any time if you're willing to give up three months of your interest. So um, I think a lot of clients say, "Oh, ten thousand, you know," and if it's a couple, that's twenty thousand. I don't want to go on and do this on the online, you know. And then there's others who just say. I absolutely want these bonds because I think inflation is going to be a part of the future. Now, Wealth Enhancement Group in our portfolios, you know, that we oversee for our clients, we have I bonds in there. Now, you might say, well, how do you get to buy them? There's only $10,000 a person. Well, they are sold in the open market. And so we're able to participate in institutional uh, portfolios where we can get uh, exposure to them in a grander scale. So, by the way, um, they are one of the positive uh, pieces of our allocation this year so far. And uh, inside the portfolio that we manage, we put I bonds, commodity, commodities and currency in those uh, that portfolio. But why do we even have it? Hmm. Because it's a great hedge against fixed income. So a lot of times when interest rates are rising, like the Fed is doing right now, that means that the economy, they're trying to get the steam out of the economy. They're trying to slow us down. Well, usually bonds get hurt when interest rates rise because the value of bonds goes down when interest rates go up. And so having that as a kind of a hedge, inflation, uh, with this inflation focus, commodities, currency, and I-bonds tends to be a a good way to diversify and kind of buffer the loss on bonds while that's happening. I hope that answers a lot of questions because a lot of people are asking, 
Um, this person writes, good morning, Peg. Happy Mother's Day to you. She said, I have a cash account that's not earning anything. And then she wonders about buying I-bonds, you know, with a yield at 9%. But as you just mentioned now, so can you use an I-bond as a savings account to get 9% back? But as you said, if you get the money out before a certain time, you'll be penalized the three month, a three month that you've made money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so really they're not, they're not necessarily a short term savings device. Well, they could be in that, um, you know, you, you, well, so if you bought the bond on January 1st, 2020 and, and you liquidated it today, you know, you basically would have to give all your interest back. Okay, because which is pointless, which is three months worth. Also, a lot of people have more than ten thousand in their savings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so it, it it's just cumbersome to go buy them now. If people, I would encourage people if people want to go on TreasuryDirect.gov and get their bonds, um, go ahead. I, I think that they'll be a good piece of your um, allocation. But if you are invested and if you have a professional group like a wealth enhancement group, rest assured, you, you, you probably own them through us or your current advisor. So you might want to check on that as well. Okay. We have a call. Deb is on our line this morning uh, to, take, to ask a question of you, Peg. Deb, go ahead. You're on the air. All right. Good morning, Peg. Um, Good morning. I'm currently still working. And I have the 401k. A lot of it is in the taxable. And you were just talking about the Roth conversion. Can I do that while I'm still working? Can I can I convert a 401k through my employer to the Roth the Roth conversion? Uh, Deb, um, thank you. Thanks for listening to our show. Um, so if you're working and you have an active 401k. I don't think you can convert inside of there. I've I've never done it. Um, I've never uh, coached anybody on it. But here's what I have done. If you're 59 and a half and you can get that 401k in your own control, most plans will allow you to do what's called an in-service withdrawal, which just means you're going to open up an IRA, an independent one on your own. Then you can do all your Roth conversions. So with my clients, if they're 59 and a half, whether they want to do Roth conversions or not, I typically recommend that we look at doing an in-service for a couple reasons, because the plan doesn't have all the options that you could have available to you because they have to have limited options. And then you can control if you want to do a Roth conversion, you can control your you know, risk in it. If you want to hire a financial advisor to help you, then that's a great asset you know, to roll over to the financial advisor, too. So I think it's going to be very difficult to convert inside your 401k, but never say never. Uh-huh. I mean, you could contact your HR department and, and ask them if that's possible. Another texture writes along these same lines, can you take a cut out of a Roth IRA and pay into a 401k Roth at the same time? I don't know if that makes sense to you. Is no, there such, no, no. It, does, it doesn't in the sense that can you take Roth money out and put it into your 401k at work? I assume you could. 
Well, um, the way that works is you would have to have an existing Roth, you know, that you would transfer to your new employer that's Ah, a Roth 401k. Got it, got it. Um, I don't see any reason why you would take an independent Roth and move it to your work plan because of the reasons I just said, you know, limited options, um, all that kind of thing. Uh, Another one, Peg, do you think we'll ever see interest rates at 14% again? I was going through a box that had things of my grandmother and found a document from TCF Bank. It was a certificate that was renewed semi-annually at 14.29%. Woo, that's a big percent. Remember those days? (laughs) Well, see, now I, I was going to say um, with the texter, I was really excited about this question until he said his grandmother. Uh, like, and so I'm thinking I was working during those times, right, in the <laughs> early 80s. Sure. Um, there, there were actually treasury bonds that were at 20 percent. And um, no, I, I, if, if you're asking me, I'm going to say no. I you don't, don't think, think we'll get back to 14 percent. I don't think it's okay. possible. I think today we're of, of a more sophisticated, um, you know, global economy that uh, we will not get there. And we don't really want to cheer for that because no. one of the reasons it was at 14 percent is inflation was through the roof. Yeah. So our net earn, you know, on a 14 percent bond at that time, we were probably still negative three meaning inflation was that fast and furious. I see. Sort of canceled it out that it was there. Um, That's right. 651-461-9226. Peg Webb is taking your calls for about the next five minutes. We have about five minutes left of the big show. Now, another person writes, Hi, Where's a good place to get good financial advice about when to retire? Now, I know the natural answer is to say wealth (laughs) enhancement, but um, this person says every time I try to get advice, they want to sell me their product. So is there a way to do this in such a way that you hire a place but not necessarily have to use their product? Yeah, that's a. Excellent question. And and I actually feel bad for people trying to, um, you know, sift through all the different kinds of advice that you can get out there. But it sounds like you want comprehensive planning advice. So first of all, you have to look for an organization that actually does comprehensive planning as not the last thing on their list, you know, the first thing on their list. And then I would say when it comes to comprehensive planning, it's really difficult for one person to know it all. Mm. So hence Wealth Enhancement Group, we have a roundtable of specialists because I've been in this for decades and I'm dangerous in most areas, meaning I contact the tax person, the estate planning person, the insurance person, all on the roundtable because, yeah, I might know something, but that was the rule 10 years ago. Mm. And so I have an organization, a really high level specialist that I can go to. The other thing is, is I think you have to ask the right questions, you know, because if you're looking for comprehensive planning, you know, what's your background? What do you know? Do you have any specialists surrounding you? And then most people do want to, um, 
sell you something or have you invest your money with them because that's how they make money. Mm -hmm. And giving advice around that money, that takes a much higher degree of knowledge uh, to do that. So uh, I would say interview people. All right. We have three minutes left in the show and Rebecca is on the line to ask you a question on the air. Go ahead, Rebecca. Good morning. Um, I have four grandchildren and I want to leave the proceeds of a life insurance policy uh, divided by four. Um, My question is, can you put those proceeds into a trust? before they're distributed with um, the caveat that it's used for um, a major purchase like college or a home. And then the second question is, what is the best way to create generational wealth? And you have two minutes to do that, Peg. (laughs) Yeah, that's easy. Um, Well, the first question is super easy. Yes. You can hire an attorney. You can create a trust. I call it control from the grave, and that is my MO. I love to be able to control from the grave. So that's easy. You can. You have to hire an attorney to get that done. But then for people my, like myself, myself, it's so easy when you do a trust because all I have to do is follow what you said in the trust to get it implemented. Generational wealth, I think, you is also a tr- is a is forming trust. Because if you hand money over, you have no control and you have no control about, you know, um, marriages. And if there's a divorce, if that money gets split up, if you really want your grandchildren to get money, I believe in trust there as well. You have to specify where you want. And I call it the bloodline. You have to specify where you want your money to go. And then your odds of having generational wealth um, are much greater generational wealth. I love that. You hope that you'll have generational wealth, but you know, as my mother said, don't count on me to make you rich. So I've learned that I won't be getting rich when my mother dies, but that's okay because I have my own. Yeah. And I do in just in a second, I do find clients that either want to spend it all or they're very passionate about creating a generational wealth um, Mm. program. Yeah. That's interesting. The two sides to that before you go what you how you want to leave it um because you could do both i mean maybe you don't have maybe you could split it up too right peg you don't have to do all in one bucket or all in the other you can maybe divide if you have the resources yeah and i think it's hard to do by yourself get somebody to help you kind of set that up perfect hey we'll talk to you next week peg Thanks. Have a good week. Remember, you can call 888-6-ADVICE anytime to get your financial questions asked. And you can also email yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com. See you next week.